Okay, so today's daf is daf nun beis, uh, nun aleph rather, nun aleph in uh, in nozir daf nun aleph from the top of the page. Tanur Rabban an ezo mes sheish lorekev. There's a lochlamash misinai that, <clears throat> uh, of course, the pasuk tells you that if a if person, if you come upon a dead body, let's say you attend the funeral, that you're tame for seven days. But there's also a lochlamash misinai like we saw in the mishnah that the uh, corpse dust of a body is also metamayu, even though there's no body there anymore. It's simply the dust that remains after the body's decayed. So we'll see if the body decays in a natural way and it's a complete body and there's nothing else mixed up with it. It's just pure from pure, the, the, the pure decay of a mess. Then it's also metamayu, even a ladle full, as we saw yesterday, even a ladleful, which is like a handful or a palmful of this dust, of this corpse dust, that also is is metame. Maybe okay. So, mesh is like what? What kind of a mess has this corpse dust? Not all mesim do. as we said, only if he's buried naked. But arum is in a marble in a marble coffin, meaning there's no wood or anything that can decompose. It's only stone or uh, or marble. Or it's on a stone floor. In other words, he's buried naked in a stone floor with nothing on him, no uh, no garments, no tachrichim, no wood or anything. That's like that is a basic. In other words, when that body decomposes and turns to dust, if you have a ladle full of it, that's metamayu, Magamasa or even Ba'ol. Nikba Baksusa, let's say though he's buried in his garment, like with Tahrikum or whatever, or Baran Shalates, or in a wooden coffin, wood also decomposes. Or it's even on a floor, not made out of stone, but out of brick. Brick also will decompose. It's just made from straw, etc. That's not Rekab. That's not Rekab. Even though it's the same dead body, but now when it decomposes, it's mixed up with what we call a foreign matter. It's not the body itself. It's a foreign matter. In order for it to be reckoned, it has to come from a combination of flesh, um, sinews or tendons, and bones. It's got to be a whole body there, which has flesh, tendons, and bones. And that decomposes and turns into what we call dust or corpse dust reckoned. We asked this, you said you have to have all three. It says over here, reckoned above and above, if it only came from flesh, in other words, somehow some of this flesh was uh, was set aside, not not part, not intact with the body, and that decomposes. Tahar, that's pure. Hamina add some tame. You said if it comes from an abosum and a give it's it's got to have all three. If it came from if the dust was de- the, the decay, the decomposition came from flesh alone. That's tahar. Mashba if it came from bones, that would be tame. There's no baser. Ema no. Ema hachi. This is what he means to say. Rekav abam and baser. If it only came from flesh, tar. Achiyesh etzim b'baser. It's not. If it's only from flesh, again, that's not the rekav. Where do we get this from? Salacha mashmisinai. You can't. It's not something we thought about our own. There's some logic to it. It's simple. Salacha mashmisinai. That if you had baser and etz and atzamas and bones, you had flesh and bones. All flesh and bones, right? You're all flesh and bones. If you have flesh and bones that decomposes together. Then it becomes rekab. Otherwise, it's not. Ula said that you have to have all three. It's only considered corpse dust. 
if he had all three flesh uh, um, tendons and bones. Here you said, you're changing it to say if it came from basar alone, it's tar, unless you have bones with it. So you have to have basar and flesh. Oh, like a gidim. You can't have flesh and bones without having gidim, without having tendons, muscles to connect them. So that can't happen. So he really needs all three, like Ula said. Amr of Shmuel Barabba. Oh, good. Because in the case of the base of pras, the concern is the concern is uh, not that you're tummy ba'ol. The concern there is that there might be a small piece of a, a, a small piece of bone, not dust. We talk about here dust. We mean the body's been totally decayed, so yeah. all all that's left there is dust. Now the dust, as we'll see, mixes with the earth. That's natural. That's natural. But uh, and and um, that and even that. By the way, if that mixes, if, if it decays and it's mixed with the earth, according to the first price over here, that wouldn't be corpse dust either because it's mixed with it. It's a different halacha that, that he owns the earth, meaning if you move the body, you have to take the earth with it too. That's called tfusa. We'll get to that in a second. But um, but you're, you're questioning, uh, in the case of the base of pras, why is it tame when uh, you don't have the, all three factors there? They were not talking about corpse dust. We're not talking about breakup. They were talking about a small piece of bone. If you touch a bone of a, of a body, of a, of a corpse, of a mess, um, not talking about ohel either. We're talking about a, a small bone, a piece of bone the size of a barley bean. Etsum kisora, a very small piece of bone. That's matamayu. The, that's the concern over there. We're not talking about cor corpse dust. Is a difference. Corpse dust, you have to have a ladle full of pure corpse dust with nothing else mixed in. To be matami, and that's matami even by magmasa or by oil. There we're talking about something, and it's only draw button because we don't know for sure that there's a bones there at all. And there's a way to, to get around it if you have to go through there by blowing and if it's been trodden upon to make sure you don't touch any any piece of a bone. There we're not talking about corpse cells. So Amrav Shmuel Barab If two bodies were buried together, they've been made a mixture. They're a mixture, meaning that neither one's pure. There's the, the, you don't have pure corpse dust there because you have a different, what do we just say? You have, if you have any foreign substance in there, tachrichem, wood, bricks, anything else which can decompose and become part of the core, it's not pure, 100% pure corpse dust. So if you have two bodies that were buried together, they're gagons of that meaning they are a mixture and you don't have pure corpse dust. What do you mean? Muslim of Nasan Bar Oshia is the gear. Rav Nasan Bar Oshia. Rekabababim may be based, may some tummy. If you have corpse dust that came from two dead bodies, it is tummy. So wait, we understand that it's got to be pure corpse dust. But you said before that if one body was buried with another body, you don't have one body who was who, who's, uh, who was 100% pure corpse dust. You have a mixture, and it's not matame. It's galgalin. Galgalin means it's 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 a mixture. There's a foreign substance there. And the other end of the says, if you have record that comes from two mason, it is tummy. That seems to be a contradiction. What happened over this? In order for it to be corpse dust, a body has to be buried alone, has to decay alone, right? It doesn't, he says over here that they buried him, right? In theory, I guess it could be even if it wasn't buried either. He just happened to die naked on a stone, as we'll see, and there was no nothing else there. But let's say they buried him. Each one alone, each body turned into corpse dust by on its own, and then 
in order to get the minimum shear, let's say a ladle full of corpse dust, that they, they was so decayed that they could only get, let's say, a half a, a half a ladle from one and a half a ladle from the other. Then it's tummy, because you need a you need a a, um, a minimum shear of a ladle full of corpse dust. But the corpse dust can come from two bodies that decomposed each on their own. That's his point. If they were buried together, let's say there was a war and they took two bodies uh, and they naked and they threw them in the same pit together and they decomposed together, that wouldn't be pure corpse dust because you had each one was a foreign substance to the other. You didn't have, you never had one, one body, one singular body by itself decaying into corpse dust. But once you had each body decaying into corpse dust, and you took a half a ladle from one and a half a ladle from the other, that would be Tommy. That's what Rubber says. She covers them. They were buried each alone and they decayed, decomposed. But Amdu al Malay Tarbirakov together, you came up with a ladle full. Let's say he should cut off his hair. We'll see in a few minutes that that's that uh, parts of the body, hair is not tummy. Hair is not tummy. If it by itself. Same thing with the nails, right? So if you cut off the hair, let's say you cut off the guy's hair. They were preparing him for burial. They cut off his hair and they buried him with the hair. Now they threw the hair in there too. The hair is now a foreign substance. If the hair we'll see is attached, right? Uh, it, is it still attached to the body? Then it's part of the body. But if it was detached and then buried with the body, that's also a mixture. It's Again, it's not pure it's not pure 100% corpse dust. Can I know something we learn like this in Olos? Koshiba mace tome. Any part of a body of a corpse is matame. Chutz from, except for three things. Chutz minishanayim, the teeth, the hair, the hair, and the tziporin. Except hair and uh, uh, the teeth and the hair and the nails, fingernails or toenails are not considered tome by themselves. Right, so any other part of the body would be tummy, but not those. Mashaski born while they're still attached to the dead body, then coolant man. So, for example, if you touch the dead body by touching its hair or its fingernails or its teeth, and it was still attached to the body, then you're tummy because it's still part of the body. But once it was detached, it's not matama by itself. And in fact, if you buried that together with the body, it's a foreign substance and would and would uh, uh, would render. The rekif to be not not tummy. It's not pure 100% corpse dust. Boy, Okay. So you say over here that uh, if it was cut off, the hair or the nails were uh, were cut off, they're not considered part of the body. And they're not matame, and they would be a foreign substance if you buried them with the body. What happens if the nails were long and the hair was long, and it was about they were about to be shaven? The guy died. He was about to go for a haircut, or he was going to the nail lady that day. Do they have nail men? <laughs> I think they're all nails. He was about to have his nails cut by his, uh, whatever, his um, podiatrist, whatever it was, right? Um, is that considered as if they're cut off? So, my, me, I'm going to do you say, we have a general cloud by many things in halacha that if it's about to be cut off, it's ready to be cut off, it's as if it's cut off already. And therefore, it's not, not metame. And therefore, also, not only is it not metame on its own, but also would be considered a foreign substance if it would bury with the body. Odilma, hashtamiyamachabur. In fact, is right now it's attached. So initially, Rabbanu, why don't we paskin it from Rabbanu? Which Rabbanu said before. Rabbanu Biyochlet said that if you cut off your hair and they buried it with the body, that's considered a mixture. Time Mishum said Rabbanu, time Mishum because he cut it off. Hello, Gazas. 
but if he didn't cut it off, well, it says if he cut it off, any better, but if he didn't cut it off, it's not considered a foreign substance. And even if it's about to be covered, it says, that's what, what Rabbi Hanum says, is, if you cut off the hair, then it's a mixture if you buried it together with the rest of the body. But low gauze, if you didn't cut it off, even if it was about to be cut off, was ready to be cut off, he had long hair. I mean, boy, like that could be a question. You know, today you could have a question, what's considered, you know, Roy to be cut off. In our case, any hair that we would get. <laughs> but most of today, you find people with all kinds of long hair, short hair. So what's considered ready to be cut off? Maybe each person to his, uh, the way he normally gets his hair cut. So here is an interesting question. Let's say, let's say uh, you had corpses that came not from the regular parts of the body, but from the heel. So the way Tosis and other Rishonim learn means, because the heel many times has a lot of thick, Dead, um, dead uh, calluses, but you know, like the bottom of the heel, sometimes, especially in those days when they walked, you know, uh, barefoot a lot, the feet are very, the bottom of the feet are very hard. You know, there are some, um, you know, some uh, tribes or whatever that, that never wear shoes, and the bottom of their feet is, it becomes very, very hard. It's almost like dead matter. And you know, so if you try to get it cut off, a callus, if you have something over there, it doesn't hurt because it's dead. You know, there's no, no, no blood flow there. So, uh, so they learned that the question is, is that also considered corpse? Because it's like dead already. So it's not really rotting. It's, uh, it's been dead already. That's the question that he raises. So Tosa says that there's a thick, there's a thick uh, layer of flesh Shemuchias has no life matter, and it's not li- it's not alive. Is that also considered rekev or not, or is it considered maybe a mixture? Rashi learns uh, the appears that we have. Rashi says that what he doesn't mean literally the heel; he means anything below the loins, anything like from the waist down. Um, maybe it's only from the the main parts of the body, the vital parts above the above the waist. Not he's the, not the, the parts below the waist. So that's the question. So he tries to bring a proof. So I try maybe in, in the question you might assume that he's asking, is that considered if it only came from the ache of that part, that's not maybe considered rekov. Tashmal's group proof. The Tani Rabnasam Rabo should be had before Rekovam and we just had above that if a rekov came from two bodies, it's Tomei. When is it Tomei? When each body was buried alone and decomposed on its own. Uh, 100% uh, of, of corpse dust, and then the two corpse dusts combine to form a ladle full, then it's tamei. If you say low, if you say if it came from the heel, that doesn't make corpse dust halachically. How do you know how it got mixed up? Maybe, maybe uh, when it, once it's corpse dust, you can't see. Maybe uh, if you look at this corpse, maybe it came from the heel. In other words, if you're saying that if it came from the heel, that doesn't is not it's not really tame, and it's not doesn't develop into corpse dust. And in fact, it might be a foreign substance. Well, it's not a foreign substance if it's buried with part of the body. But is it considered rekev? Is it considered rekev to make up the ladleful that's metamayu? Maybe it's not. If you say it's not, so how do you know when you mix up the two bodies that they didn't come from the heels? The whole body decomposed because that's not a problem at all. If the whole body decomposed and now you took it, some came from the heel or from the bottom part of the body, that's not a problem. It's still part of the whole body. The question is when one limb 
uh, one limb decomposed. You took that out via the heel. My, that's his question. Would that be considered rekev or not? So we've learned now that any foreign substance in the body renders it non-rekev. Rekev is only if the body <laughs> die, if the body decomposed on stone or, or marble, there was nothing else there, no tachrichim, no wood, no foreign substance at all. <coughs> they didn't bury him with his will or with his money or anything in there, no foreign substance. Now Igmari asks the interesting questions. What happens if a woman by Rabbiya What happens if a woman died while she's pregnant? Is the is the embryo inside considered a foreign substance and therefore it wouldn't render it record? Uh, is it considered a mixture, rendering it not record or not? Given since we hope that an over is considered like a thigh of the mother, it is considered a limb of the mother, it's like her own body, it's not a mixture and and she dies and she was pregnant, the baby, all you know, the whole her whole body does make record. Odilma keeping the sofa lots of since eventually it's going to come out. Mifresh parshmana, it's considered like it's a, if it had exited, it had departed from her, and therefore, since it's eventually going to come out, it's considered a, it's a separate from her, and therefore, if she died and the baby was inside and they buried them both together, that would not make a record. Intam slumber over the sofa lots as mifresh parshmana. If you say that since the uber is going to come out, because what it's a baby, eventually it's going to be born after nine months. So it's considered as if it's already been departed and not part of her body. What about Sheikh Mazarbisha? What about a, a woman? A woman during childbearing years and even afterwards is considered always to have some Sheikh Mazarab. She's married, unless she's a very young girl or a very old woman, she always has Sheikh Mazara in her. Now, if she dies, that's a foreign substance. My Miamrina and Kivan the it's her since you say since it hasn't been uh, formed into a into a embryo yet, well that's part of her body. It's just a liquid in her body and part of her body. since it didn't come naturally from her, it came from some came from her husband. So lo, maybe maybe uh, so maybe uh, it's considered a foreign substance. And therefore, almost any woman says Rashi, almost any woman who's of childbearing age, if she's not a Tula or a Skena. Almost every woman, you have to assume that she uh, that you, that's not rekev because she might have had Sheikh Mazera in her. There's an assumption that she had Sheikh Mazera, even if she didn't, not, not that she necessarily had Bia right before she died, but she, she could have had Bia and it'd be sitting there for some period. That's the question. So, boy, Rapapa, Pirshama, what about, what about her, her, her feces inside her body? Uh, and now the Gemara asks it, Pirshama, like hers. Rashi says it could be for a man too. Here we're not talking about an Uber or Shepazera, right? We're talking about uh, a dung, feces in a body. Is it since it's impossible for to live without eating, it's considered part of her life and that's part of her body and it's natural and therefore that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't eliminate it from being rekev. It'd still be rekev. The fact is it came, it's not part of her body. It came from the food that which which was uh, which uh, was um, consumed and decomposed into and and, and uh, made into this uh, foreign substance. Boy, Rabacha, braid Rabika, Oromau. So again, most learned that Oro we're talking about the skin. Going with the shita, there's a question whether the skin of a person is matame dead body or only the flesh underneath the skin. So the question over here is, what is Allah the or if a person has skin? 
Most people die, they have skin on them. So is that considered a foreign substance? Uh, and Rashi learns that the oro is that doesn't mean skin at all. It means the saliva in his mouth that comes out naturally, not with him coughing it up like phlegm, but some the, just the regular saliva in his mouth. Maybe that's a foreign substance too. And that would apply to all to men and women alike. What about his phlegm and his mucus? Also, it's part of the body. Is that considered a foreign substance? If these are all mixtures, well, everybody has mucus and phlegm and saliva and shikma uh, zera and feces. Every everybody has it in their body. There's no such thing. So, how would you ever have rekev? If you're saying these are foreign substances, how would you ever have rekev? The answer is the shkayle made the call. They first gave him what we call an enema. There was a place uh, in Eretz Yisrael where they had some trees, and between the trees, uh, he gives the case that he brings down the Gemara and Shabbos. That um, so there are two trees in the in the Eretz Yisrael, and there's a spring that comes out between them. And uh, if you if you one cup, you drink one cup, you sort of uh, that softens up, you know, your 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 bowels. Uh, the second one. It gives you diarrhea. The third one goes right through. In other words, if it goes in, it comes right out. You're cleaned out. There's a way to clean out the inside of the body. And they smeared him with a debilitory to get rid of all his hair. And they boiled him. They boiled him in the Maitferia to get rid of his skin. Notice the only way you would have Rekev is if you literally strip this guy of everything. You know, you, you cleaned him out, then you... I don't know if, if, if you boil them, it's fair. I don't know why you had to get rid of his hair first. Maybe the hair on the head wouldn't come off that way, whatever. But but uh, there's a way to do it. I'm going to buy if if you hold all that. So if the Gemara doesn't really resolve it, but presumably those those don't, all those uh, things do not eliminate it from being regular. All right, we have to go. All right, we have like this mace. What are we, what do we say? What are we talking about? The whole issue is record. Record is corpse dust after a after a body. Uh, uh, by itself, 100% by itself, has been decomposed into dust. Well, what happens if you ground the body into dust up front? You didn't wait till it decayed. Right? Let's say it fell into a mill or something like that and it was ground up. And, I mean, they, they burn bodies too, you know, so uh, not, not so far out. Uh, so he says, if it was this, there's no, that's not decayed. Why? Because it has to decay naturally. What happens if they ground them up first and then it decayed? They ground them up in the dust and then it further decayed. Do you say the reason? In order to have rekev, you must have, as we said on Malfula said, you must have flesh, tendons, and bones. And here you have flesh, tendons, and bones. It's just been ground up. Is that the requirement? You need flesh, tendons, and bones to be to decay, and that makes it into rekev. Oh, Dilma could be also you still need it. You need it to decay from its natural state, not after you've ground it up. But like it may be that you don't have to take it, that question stands. Tani Ula Barchanina. Mesha Chosar, Ainlo Rekov. Okay, a mace again. Now, so not only do we say that the mace must be mace alone, 100% pure human being, nothing else, no foreign substance on return Rekov, but it also is only a Rekov if it's the whole body. If something's missing, a guy's missing a toe or a leg or a hand or something, that's not rekev. That's not lochel mashmisina. Rekev is if you have a full body of a Jewish person, presumably, let's say, because it could be by a guy also, we'll talk about that, but a Jewish person, let's say, died and, is, and he's complete and he decayed and all you have is dust, that's rekev. So, meisha chasra in rekev. He doesn't have the dinner of rekev, meaning that it's not the tamayu magamah of OL. 
below Tfusa. We said before that if a mace dies and then you want to move the body, the body is, by the time you move the body, it's mixed up with earth. The earth belongs to the body. In other words, it grabs onto the body, it takes hold of the body and it owns part, it owns, uh, and, and the body owns the earth. So you're, you take the earth with it. Below Shkunas Kvaras, if you find three bodies, we'll see that we have this elsewhere. If you have three bodies buried together, that's already considered a cemetery and you can't move it. If you find one or two, it's possible to move. If you find three in one area, that's considered a cemetery, you can't move it. So that's only maybe, he says, that not maybe, he says, if one of the bodies is missing a limb or missing something, and it's no loch of rekev, and it doesn't own its the, the earth with it, that the earth goes along with it, and it's not considered a cemetery. So if you have two bodies and the third one is missing a limb, that's not a cemetery. When the Gemara in Agus is describing the difference between, uh, the Gemara says that, there, that just like a, Kazayas of a mess is one of the Gemara say also the Kazayas from Aver Menachai. So more the Mishnah goes on to say, Lo Imam Mace, there's a difference. Mace, Yesh, Lo Rova. Rov is, is, has, if you have most of the body, or Rova, like Rova Kava Vatsamos, Omalitav Rekab, or a ladle full of corpse dust. So that, that, that's Matame. Tomer Bachai, but by a live person, you want to say the limb that came from him is also Matame. If you have a Kazayas from a limb of a live body, that's called Aver Menachai. He has no lacha of rov, of rov at samos, or below rova, below molitav of rakev, and there's no lacha of a corpse, a corpse full of dust. What do we mean by that? What are we comparing a dead person to a live person? By a live person, if he's alive, he's missing a limb. If he's missing all his limbs, he's no longer alive, right? So hechidami, the ark of chad aver, we're saying where one of his limbs uh, decomposed. So you want to say, listen, uh, of a dead person, you have a loch of molotov and rekev, you have a loch of rekev. But by a live person, uh, you don't have a loch. There's no such thing as if, if, the, if the limb or whatever part of him now decompose. Obviously, his whole body didn't decompose, otherwise he wouldn't be alive. We're talking about a live person who had who had some rekev. How did he have rekev? Actually, dummy. One of his limbs, let's say, one or two of his limbs decompose. The Kavasa of a Mesa, and the similar thing by Mesa is also Afiul Chadeva. We're also talking about we're one, we're comparing apples to apples, right? So we're talking about the live person's one limb being decomposed. We're talking about the dead person's uh, one limb being decomposed. And still you say it as halacha of, of Rekev, even though it's only one limb. So you see, so how could he say, Ula Barchanina said, that if what, that if a Mesa is missing a limb, there's no halacha of Rekev. Here you see apparently that even one limb produces Rekev. Afiul Chadeva. That's no proof. We're not comparing it exactly. We're not saying, well, Aver Menachai doesn't have a loch of Rekev, but one Aver Menames does have a loch of Rekev. We're not comparing exactly apples to apples. Miktani Hamais, did we say, oh, if, if the Aver from Achai does not produce Rekev, but Aver Menames does, no, Hakamash Mullet, Shum Mais Yesh Lorekev, Shum Chayin Lorekev. All he's telling you is that a Mais has a loch of Rekev, not this case of one Aver. But the, there are mason, there are dead bodies that have a loch of rekev. If the whole body died by itself and it was entire and complete, shumchai ain't the rekev. But no live person has a loch of rekev, meaning even if he had limbs falling off and they decompose, that's not rekev. Rekev is only if a whole body died, the body is all dead, and the, body, the whole body produces decay and, and produces corpse dust. Boy, Rava, another question similar. Here, kiv shumchai, okay, let's say. Let's say a man 
had his limbs taken off. He, had gang- he was gangrenous. He was sick, whatever. And they had took his limbs off one by one. And as they came off, you know, time passed and they decomposed. He was still alive. Then he died. Ma, what do you say? Is, it, is the halacha moshmi sinai the gemiru halacha moshmi sinai the tradition that we have is only uh, corpse dust the decay that happened after he died? Odom hashdemi ames. Or do you say, well, what's the difference? Part of the body decayed while he was alive. Part of the body decayed after he died. What's the difference? Right now he's dead. So Mar wants to prove from that same case. Tashma lo imamet the same case of edios lo imamet meishish la rov barova malita vreka a dead body has halacha rova tzamos. Roba of uh, a Roba Kav of Atzamos or Robinyano, uh, Roba's Binyano probably, Roba is on um, Roba Kav, Molitav Rekev as a Locha of Rekev by Mace, Tomer Bemace, Tomer Bachai that doesn't have the Locha, Time Mushum Chai, because he's alive, Homeis, it's Mashma, once he died, Yeshlo Rekev, it's only while he's alive, not when he's dead. Again, the Gemara doesn't say, Gemara says that's not what that's not the proper deduction. Niktani Homeis, you didn't say, didn't say while he's alive, there's no Allah record, but once he dies, then the Allah record takes place even retroactively on the on these on the limbs that decayed uh, while he was alive. Simply telling you, Kamash Malon, as we said before, the Shum Shum that there's a between a high and a mess. A mess sometimes has Allah record, not all cases, but some cases. If he died complete, not missing any limbs and no foreign substances, and and um, uh, a live person. Has no Allah of Rekab, period. There's no Allah of Rekab. But it could very well be that even if limbs fall off him and he and they decompose and afterwards he died, and then eventually the whole body was decomposed with no foreign substance, it still is not Rekab. Rekab has to be he died complete, no missing limbs, no foreign substances, and that produced Rekab. Boy, Rubba, a similar question not related to, to Mace at all. Notice we sort of gotten off the topic of Nazir, right? We haven't mentioned Nazir once today, except when we said that we're holding on Daf Nanal with the Nazir, right? That's the only time we mentioned Nazir. We got off that. We'll come back to it soon. So, that could be to the person who had uh, diabetes and they amputated yeah. and then they stored it, and then when the person died, they buried them with it. That wouldn't be reckless. That wouldn't be reckless, yeah, because we're saying it's only it's only when he died complete. Correct, correct. By the way, you don't store it; you bury it. Yeah, when they when they yeah. Right, 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 right. Exactly. But let's say they did store it. Right, exactly. That's what he said. He said that that um, a mace shechasar when he died, he was missing a limb. There's no halacha of reckless at all. Um. So boy, now we have another question. Boy, brother, two lines from foundation. Namola shechasman. He had a small ant. Now, an ant is not one of the eight shrotsim that when they die are metamiyu, but still can't eat an ant. It's also to eat an ant. So let's say an ant, which is a t- very tiny, usually a very tiny um, rodent or whatever it's called, is missing a part insect, insect, right, insect. A rodent is bigger, I guess, right? Uh, an insect is missing a limb or two, missing a couple of feet. They have a lot of feet, don't they? Uh, how many Six. feet? Six. Right? Six. What? Six. Six, okay. That's uh, more... What does he need so many for? We manage with two. Uh, so let's say he's missing a limb, missing a leg. What do you say there? Is there a certain shear? Certain shear that, that we have shear in the Torah. All these things are based on shear of how much we say a ladle full of this, a kazayas of this, a kabase of this. Uh, is it a shear that we learn about chaser? Missing the shear. You have to have the right amount. 
Or over here, do you have a living creature, something that can live? You have that. I am missing a limb. You're missing a limb. So Rashi says, Rubo Kukulo, but most of it's there. Rashi says, the boy rubbed the mom, Koshu, and you ate it. Now, shear the mole shleim of Is that the shear? You have to have, did the Torah say how much you have to eat of a nimola? Probably it's one of the smallest uh, um, animals or insects around. So do you have to have that minimum shear? But it's missing something. You don't have the right shear. You don't have a full insect. Or do you say, no, no. The chiv over here is on the barrier on a live being. The chiyochel barrier machayev, a chichoser and You still have a barrier; it's just missing a little bit. And ruba kukula, you have that's the question. Amar Peter Meniskart, the top of Nun Beis. I said today we're starting with Nun Beis, right? Amar Peter Meniskart, the Toshma. Basik says in terms of the eight shrotsim that when they are tum, that when they are dead, they're matamayu again. That only. Only uh, dead, only dead animals are matame of any animals of any sort. Uh, the only, the only beings that are alive and tame are Jewish people. So Tashma Meratora, Tashma Bohem. It says Ela Tmeim Lachem Bechol Sheretz, Ela Tmeim Lachem Bechol Sheretz Kanagei Bohem B'Mosam. You touch them, Mashma, all of them when they are dead. So it's a pasuk says Bohem when you touch all of them. Yachol B'Kuhn, you got to touch the whole, the whole body. Tamalomehem of them, partial, even of them, right? So it's So we seem to have a steer in the Pasik. One says you have to touch the whole body, and one says you have to touch only part of it. Okay, except Achiga Miksasan, you have to touch at least part of it, Chukakulan. We're trying to merge the two ideas. You have to touch the whole dead creature or or part of it. it says one one mayhem is mashma part of it, Bohem is mashma the whole thing. So we darshan. You got to touch part of it, which is like the whole thing, which means you have to have something which is the equivalent of the whole thing. And the Chachamim said, I was left to come to explain what the, the exact shear was, the size of a lentil bean, shekena chomet, because the chomet is a kind of a snail or a lizard, when it's, when it's, when it's first formed, when it's first uh, born, uh, when it's alive, it has that shear of dasha. So you see there's a certain shear. So you have to have the shear. In other words, when it comes to the shear, you have to have either a, a kadasha or if the insect, let's say, is smaller than that, but it's got to be the shear of the size of the whole insect. no proof there at all. and shear. Listen very carefully. and shear. When is there shear that without that you 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 without that shear it's it's uh, when do you need a certain minimal measure, a, a certain measure that without that, without the shear of a kadash, it's not matame, if it can't live without it. But if it can live without it, lo, lo, there you wouldn't say that. Therefore, again, there should be a comma there, like there's a lotion like in Yushami, therefore that question could still stand. In other words, you might need a shear of a kadash, and we said, right, how much do you have to touch of a dead creature, uh, of a dead sheritz, let's say, to matame you? It has to be, um, it doesn't have to be the whole creature, but it has to be a, a size of a kadasha, because their kadasha is uh, is the size of, of a small snail when it's alive. So there is a shear there. But when do you need that? Keep it shear, kadasha, When is that? If it's not alive, right? But once it was alive, if it was, if it was alive, and an insect, even the size of an ant, can live, obviously an ant lives, then maybe you don't need a shear. All you need is, 
the shear of an ant. And you have the shear of an ant. It's missing a little bit. So then we say, Rubik Kula, therefore, this question stands as well. All right, tomorrow, Mr. Shem, we'll start from here on Shadavakogolis, getting back into um, the, the issue of the Nazir. If the Nazir came in contact with the Shadavakogolis, what do we say in the Mishnah? That, um, that on these things, he has to be noe tuma, not only the seven days of Tara, but also shaving and bringing karbonos and, and starting the count all over again. And that's what we're going to start about uh, about Shadavakogolis. Again, not so much about Nazir, we're relating it to Nazir because it's mentioned over here, but really we're talking about mostly about Shedrul Gogolis, what their young of Tuma is. Have a good day. Probably because maybe it's the smallest of the eight.